welcome back to The Composer's Life. My name is Nadia. I'm your host. And a little bit about me. I'm a composer and I'm about to graduate from Berklee College of Music next month, which is so exciting. I feel like I have been at school for way too long. So I'm very excited to be done and to be able to go out and do everything I've learned. Um, I will have my degree in film scoring. And if you don't know what that is, that's composing music for films. Um, If you're listening for the first time, this podcast is basically what it says in the title, which is A Composer's Life. Um, I like to share things about what I have learned, what I am currently learning, and my journey, and also eventually interviews with other composers and just tips, you know, anything you can think of about a composer and composing and what that entails. Um, So I wanted to give a little life update from me just so that I can share, you know, like what am I even doing and all of that (laughs) basically. So on top of graduating next month, I have just finished doing a few student film projects, which I have loved doing. Um, I got some advice a while ago that when you're starting out in the field I want to go to, which is film scoring, to just do a bunch of music for people for free. So I emailed some universities, I emailed their film departments and just said, you know, I'm a student, uh, you know, learning film scoring, and I'd love to collaborate with student filmmakers so that we can help each other out and like have a good experience working together. And it has been such a good experience to learn how to communicate with a filmmaker It's been fun because a lot of them, it's the first time they've worked with an actual real-life composer, so it's a really safe environment for us to both not know what we're doing, (laughs) where there isn't like a bunch of money on the line or anything, and it's been cool to see how the filmmaker learns how to communicate what they want in music and like emotionally in a film, and also for me to write and rewrite music that fits with what they want. So just a tip. If you want to practice and you want to be able to make more relationships with people and you're starting out in film scoring or video game scoring or collaborating in any way, email some of your local universities and colleges and just, you know, tell them who you are and what you do and offer your composing services to the students there. And it's an awesome experience. So I definitely suggest doing that. So That's a little update I have for you from what I'm doing right now. And if you want to know more about me, you're welcome to listen to the intro episode that is on the podcast. So um, let's get into what I wanted to talk about today, which is some helpful skills that I believe are important for a successful composer to have. I don't think that you have to be perfect at all of these to be successful or to be good at composing. I'm not perfect at like any of them. So that would be kind of hypocritical for me to say like, before you'll have any success, like you have to have all of these things, which is not true at all. I just wanted to share some things that from what I've seen and learned and things that I'm working on, I think will help you as a composer or an artist in any way um, and help you grow with knowledge and composing and in your skills and also help you find your own artistry. So um, obviously some of these things also depend on what kind of composing you want to do. If it's just a hobby for you and you just like doing it and just sitting down and doing whatever comes to mind, that's fine. 
But if you want to, you know, push yourself outside of your comfort zone and try something new and grow, um, I think there are quite a few things I'm sharing with you today that could really help you, even if you just focused on one of them. So um, I'll just start right into it. So the first thing I would say is really helpful as a composer is knowing how to play an instrument. Of course, you don't have to be good to, um, you don't have to be a good, if you're a good composer, sorry, it doesn't mean you have to be great at one instrument. I think there are probably many composers who, I don't know about many actually, there are probably a few composers who don't know how to play anything and can just write music. But I think that's very rare because I think most composers start learning a musical instrument at a young age and they're like being exposed to the music and what they're playing inspires them to try to compose. And that's kind of what, you know, starts them out. So I would say that happens with the majority. Um, And it, you know, the instrument doesn't have to be anything specific. I would say, though, that piano is very helpful because you can play more more than one note at a time with other instruments like a flute or a violin you only have one note at a time which is totally fine I know plenty of good composers who only play who play those so um not to say you have to play piano to be good it's just an example um anyways getting back to how this helps you as a composer so um when you're studying and learning how to play an instrument You are exposed to music theory, techniques, and different kinds of music. Um, And also, you know, just you're learning how to learn something, basically. And everything that you are hearing and learning, I feel like I've said learning a lot. Sorry about that. (laughs) But everything you're being exposed to affects your creative mind. It affects what you think of and it affects what you hear in your mind when you're writing music. So um, the more that you can master an instrument and the more advanced you can become at playing an instrument, I think the more advanced your creative mind can be. And this is why. So I'll give you a little example. So I play piano. So let's say that my level of piano is Mary Had a Little Lamb. If you don't know what that sounds like, I think everybody in the world does. But if you don't, I will just play a small clip here. So if this is my skill level, um, this is the melody that, you know, maybe I don't just play this melody, but this is the level of composing that I might be able to have because I haven't exposed myself to anything more complicated or advanced. I'm sure there are many variations of melodies and harmonies I could make using Mary Had a Little Lamb notes and everything, but it's going to be hard for me to just think of something new when this is my level of music that I, and I haven't really listened or learned anything different. Now, if I continue, you know, to push myself and I get more advanced and say my level of playing is the second movement. Hey, it's me editing. And I actually meant the third movement of Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven, which I'll play here. Um, 
if my level of composition is advanced like this, suddenly my creative mind and my mind in general knows that there are more rhythmic and harmonic and melodic options when I'm composing music. And um, because I've gained this knowledge, I know that it's available. It's kind of like if you had never seen the color blue, you couldn't just think of what that looked like. You would have to be exposed to it and then your mind can, you know, mix other colors and make different blues and blue greens and everything. So the same is with music. If you aren't listening or studying a certain type of music and you've never heard it or learned it before, it's going to be much harder for you to think of, you know, composing that. Um, But if you can help yourself learn more on an instrument and become more advanced, as I've said multiple times, um, you will just have more in your mind. There are more possibilities unlocked to you because of that. So um, yeah, that's the first skill I think is super helpful. And you can also apply this to learning a new genre of music. So I grew up learning classical music, mainly on the piano. I did play a few different genres as well, but I would say I didn't really like them. I didn't really like jazz (laughs) and stuff. So I didn't listen to it. And I you know, now my music is heavily influenced by that classical background that I grew up playing and learning. So if I want to become better at jazz, I can really study it and learn some new things on the piano. And it will open my mind up to maybe hearing jazz music in my mind more. So um, yeah, so that's the first skill I would say is learning an instrument. Just, you know, it's it's important to be able to play on it if you want to come up with something, but also learning and advancing in skill level will really, really help you as a composer. So the second thing I think that would really help is knowing music theory. Now, music theory covers a lot of stuff. Um, I'm talking about like, you know, being able to read music, um, I'm going to throw like orchestration in there and instrumentation, um, knowing dynamics, knowing the relationship between the notes that you're playing, maybe knowing the theory behind different genres of music as well. So there's just a lot of things in music theory. And obviously, if you learn music on an instrument, you can expose yourself to a lot of different music theory. Um I do not at all believe that you have to even be able to read notes to be a good composer. Um, But I do think that, again, the more you expand your knowledge of music that already exists, the more your creative mind has to work with when you're sitting down to write. So um, if you're happy with just sitting down and composing and like, that's good. That is great. But if you want to improve yourself or kind of change up what you've been composing, learn some new things. You could, you know, go straight into a new genre and try to get some books on it and study some music in that genre. Um, you know, figure out what notes you're playing on the piano or sorry, not piano. I mean, it could be piano, but whatever instrument you're playing, um, figure out what notes you're hearing in your mind as well and figure out what the orchestra is doing in different pieces that you listen to or whatever it might be, just, you know, inspire yourself to, to know what's going on with the music that you listen to and learn. Um, 
I would also say that music theory is super important when you are trying to preserve what you write. So this could include, you know, preserving it for the future, but also if you want other people to play it. I think no matter what kind of composer you are, eventually at some point in your career, you're going to have to give your music to musicians to play. <laughs> and if you don't have to, I'm sure other musicians might want to play it in the future. So um, knowing how to notate what you write is obviously very important. Uh, we could think of like stories, for example, in books. Um, a story can be told and passed down over and over and over again through time. But things are going to get changed and lost as different people play it. I mean, say it. <laughs> um, you know, someone might change the names of the characters or like an important story plot. Or, I don't know what it's called. A story point. Something. You know what I'm saying. Like an important part of the story might get changed or little details here and there will be changed throughout time where maybe the meaning will stay. Um, but if the author or storyteller writes down the story word for word in a book, everything is preserved on the pages and nothing is changed. And whatever the author thinks is important, uh, such as like, again, a name or, you know, names of characters, names of creatures, uh, places, whatever is important to the author is preserved through time in that book. So the same is for music. You can definitely learn a piece of music by listening to it, but many, like, I don't think a lot of people will necessarily have the patience or energy to do that. But like writing your music on paper with notes is an excellent way to preserve it and communicate exactly how you want the piece to be played. And um, when someone, you know, sees the piece of music for the first time, they know, like, they can see what you're trying to communicate. So um, that is definitely an important part of being a professional <laughs> composer. So I would definitely suggest trying to learn some music theory. And again, if you want to change things up for yourself, you want new genres or new styles of composing, study new pieces, study other people's other, um, wow, words, study other um, composers <laughs> that you wouldn't normally or listen, even just listening to different kinds of music will expand your mind, um, you know, to think of new things. So, uh, yeah, so that's the music theory advice I have. And then the last skill I wanted to talk about was studying. So obviously this encompasses what we've already talked about in studying an instrument, studying music theory and everything. But um, the way that you actually study is so important. Putting aside time every day to really work on your craft and to get better at what you want to be better at. So again, like think of composing like practicing a musical instrument. It needs to be done every day and it will really expand your mind. Even on the days like you feel like you can't come up with any good ideas, they are worth something. <laughs> they help you and your mind be able to push through times and just get better. So being disciplined at what you want to do and what you want to grow in is a very important thing because uh, we can grow a lot faster. Um, maybe not I mean, I think in the long run, we grow faster when we give a bit of time every day to something rather than studying it one time 
and being done with it. So that is a really important principle. Um, another part of studying is maybe questioning whether or not to go to school. I think that the arts in general, it can be difficult to know if you should go to school and get a degree because it's not like it's necessary for people in our field. Um, because I, I don't, I, I don't know, but I feel like <laughs> once I get a job or whatever, it's not so much like, oh, where did you study? It's, oh, what music have you made? So if you feel like a school and going to a place where you're studying will aid you in that, then you should definitely do it. Um, it's really important to look at like what the program specifically offers at the schools you're looking at. Um, for example, like I don't want to go to maybe a conservatory because I, I didn't want to study classical theory and classical piano playing. I wanted to study specifically film scoring. So that's kind of why I felt like Berkeley fit what I wanted more than a conservatory would. But, um, you know, it's whatever you want to learn and surround yourself with. And a school can be a really great environment because you are with people who are studying the same things as you and you make really good relationships with students and teachers. And then you also have other opportunities that come like internships or, you know, school events and all of that. Um, however, if you feel like you already have your foot on the ground, your feet on the ground, and you feel confident in being self-taught, and you know what resources to look at to continue to learn and expand and you know how to make relationships, you do not need to go to school. Um, I don't think there, again, I don't think there's like a necessary yes or no need for that. So it really is a personal decision um, on whether or not to do that. So yeah, um, again, studying be disciplined in your studying. And if you want to go to school for it, do it. <laughs> and if you feel like that's not necessary, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, those are my three skills. So just to go over it, it was, you know, try to master an instrument. It's helpful both to compose on and to learn new music and music theory and everything. Second skill was to learn about music theory, which really goes hand in hand to study new pieces and listen to new music that you wouldn't normally if you want to change things up in your composing. And the third thing is to study, be good at studying and discipline yourself. And if you find that um, school lines up with where you'd like to go, go for it. Definitely do it. So those are the skills I have for you today. I hope something helped you in some way. If it didn't, hopefully next time. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was really fun to talk about today. It's These are also really good for me to think about what I can improve in my own artistry, which is really awesome. So um, yep, that's all I have for you guys today. I will talk to you next week.